Blog Talk Radio. Actually on a microphone headset setup, like studio level. So um, did a little sound check. Bruh said I sounded good. I said I always sound good. He said you sound even better. So um, I will ask my co-host to just keep your ears in case something <laughs> something fails, or if my volume comes down or anything, just let me know. Uh, I have not used this in a while, and my my boy Sam and um, Sam, my boy Max. And Steve, you know, I, I, they got like a really nice setup, and I got jealous, so I said I got to do something a little better than just sitting on my iPad. So here I am, and uh, I already have Dr. Train and JB on, and let's bring on K-Star. I know K-Star mad at some bitch. I know K-Star mad. I know K-Star, the, the only thing K-Star can hang his hat on is that he beat me in fantasy football. Um, which is not really saying much because I'm 0-2 in both leagues. I suck. I suck. I'm not happy. I, I, first first week, I lose to an auto-draft team, right? <laughs> Second week, I just lose. I just lose. I'm fucking 0-2 in both leagues. 0-2 in both leagues. I have never started out 0-2 in both leagues, ever in my life. Until this year, I'm pretty pissed off. Anyway, gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. What up, bro? We winners this week. week two, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm here. Oh, sure oh, oh K-Star's here. Hey, man. Sorry, oh, we're, not, oh, we're not winners. Oh, Sorry. Let me take it back. You came on too soon. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Damn it. it. I don't want to hear it. Hey, man, I don't want to fuck you, okay? I'm wrong. Thanks, man. I'm wrong. You, you, you know, you, you went and stirred the hornets and had to send that text. Had to send a text about how you beat me. You know, we're supposed to be brothers. We had a bro- That's not right. That's not now. I'm, all, I'm hey, raw now. I'm raw. I didn't say anything. That's the I first showed, showing Sean. I just showed two pictures. The thin man. <laughs> yeah, right. I showed you the know? Shawn Michaels troll face. That's all I did. It was the Shawn Michaels That's troll right. face. That's not right. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. JB will understand what I'm about to say, man. I'm like Carl Lewis, baby. I'm like Carl Lewis. I may not come out the blocks fast. But when you get to that finish line, you're going to be looking at my ass, okay? You're going to be looking at my ass, okay? Got a long way to go, man. Long season. I don't know if I just want that point of view in my life. <laughs> hey, man, that means I'm going to be ahead of your punk ass. That's what that means. <laughs> Shit. You know what I'm saying? Man, you're going to send me that bullshit, man. Try to douse the fact that – try to douse the fact 
that my Cowboys got to win. The fuck are we talking about here? You, you trying to like, you trying to, you trying to, uh, you know, rain on my parade or something? Because, you know, when they win, you know what that means. How about them Cowboys? That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. Shit, man. We got a nice win, too, this week, man. The fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm raw. We, we, I'm raw. We had, we had an ugly L on the Steelers side. So let's start with the Steelers, okay? I didn't know where to start tonight. I, like I was all over the place. We'll start with the Steelers, you know, since since – since they're the only ones with the L, you know, we'll start there since, you know, they lost. Um, yeah, this, well, this the fuck week we talking about. What the fuck week we talking We ain't talking about week seven of five years ago. We talking about this week. Did you clarify? What week you think we talking try and, about? Try and inject a little bit of optimism. Optimism, you lost. Anyway, um, but, you know, all three teams are <laughs> one and one. <laughs> he going to wish he had never. He's going to be like, hey, I should have not fucked with you. Uh, all three teams are one and one. And I'm not even drinking yet. Uh, all three teams are one and one. And this microphone shit's kind of cool, man. I got my little professional, you know, my, my damn Will Kane headphones on, my professional headphones and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Anyway, um, I want y'all to think about the, the, the after we're going to talk about Ben, we're going to talk about Derek Carr, you know, because the theme is quarterbacks, because we know Train loves talking about quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Jameis. We're going to talk about um, – <laughs> now, see, I appreciate what Dr. Train did. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Train also texted but he didn't talk no bullshit. He said, like, what the fuck are they talking about Nick Foles over Justin Fields? We're going to get to that. Okay, we're going to get to that. And we're going to talk about the Cowboys, of course, because, um, you know, there, there, there's a wide variety of opinions on whether the Cowboys were just lucky or are they really good. There's a wide variety. There's a, there's a lot of scuttlebutt, and so I definitely want to address that. And, um, you know, we can do uh, JB asked and biggest win. He, he wants to do that, and I love it. Biggest win, um, disappointing loss. If K-Star wants to do uh, – matter of fact, really, frankly, maybe that's where we should start with K-Star, Steelers, bona fide, or bona front. Um, and then, of course, we'll do the pick six with Dr. Train, uh, quickly becoming my, my favorite segment, to be honest with you. I kind of like that shit. Um, but K-Star, let's talk about – Let's talk about Big Ben. Is he bona fide or bona fide? That man, they're coming. Listen, all joking aside, they're coming down on your boy hard right now. They're coming they at are. you. The haters are out. They are out. They are. And saying that Ben. They're out. they saying Ben's best days are behind him. I'm even hearing, like, should the Steelers go and lock down Cam Newton just in case? You know, Ben's arm <laughs> could go at any time. I'm hearing all types of shit. K-Star, talk to me. Is 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 you know, and, and I respect the fact that usually you're brutally honest when it comes to your team, usually. So, you know, you guys had a disappointing loss after a big win. Talk to me about Ben. That's really what we want to hear about. Is, is Ben the issue? And is Ben, you know, on the serious decline at, what, 38, 39, however the fuck old he is. I don't know how old he is. He's old. Old as dirt. No, Ben's not the issue. Um for those that watch the – I mean, it's easy to always point at the quarterback when things don't go well, especially um, when they're older. You know, but watching these games, 
unfortunately, the problem is similar to what it was last year. The offensive line sucks, sucks dick, frankly. Not that there's anything wrong with that for all the people out there that do that. But, you know, like, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's just real bad. Like, so on 30, on, uh, on, Thirty-four percent. Hey, hey, Ma, if you're listening, that that was that was that was K Star. He will not be invited <laughs> over for Thanksgiving dinner. Wait a minute. He will not be invited <laughs> over for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, there's that that uh, on thirty-four of Ben's throws, he was pressured, which was the highest um, and since 2019, I believe, was the stat. And like we're playing, the the Raiders' pass rush isn't that good. You know, I mean, we saw week one, his pressure on some of his throws, too. And when you have a quarterback that is older, you do need to protect him. He's more susceptible to injury. But moreover, I mean, he's not anchored to carry the team. We need off the line to help carry the team. And um, we had bad drops. We had Chase Claypool drop a 40, 50-yard touchdown. So he's not getting much help even from his receivers. The criticism last year was that Ben was, ben was not going down the field enough in the passing game, and on Sunday he certainly did. Um, Deontay Johnson played well, but Chase Claypool needs to step up. I'm calling you out, Chase. Second-year player, had a great rookie year, 11 touchdowns, but perhaps he dropped three touchdowns so far, one being a 40-yard so touchdown. you got to help your ancient quarterback let me pa- out. Let me, let, let, me, let me pause you, okay? Let me pause you, if you don't mind, and even if you do. I, let me just – and I'm, I'm pausing you for a reason. This, this makes me think – of a show I did, it may have been last year, it may have been a year before, I think it was last season, and I was talking to Dr. Train, I think Train will remember this, and I was talking to Dr. Train, and he was giving an analysis, and I was sitting there like, okay, we're not ESPN, okay, I I don't want to hear this bullshit, we do, we go deeper than this, okay, we're better than what they do on Fox and ESPN, y'all, you gotta give me more, okay, I remember, and I pushed Train, and first he got kind of mad at me, but then he realized what was up, and he was like, damn, he's right. And then, T- and then Train came at it raw. Train came out the box, and we were all like, that's what we're talking about, Train. That, I don't know, Train, if you remember that. But then he came out the I box. Did. Okay, so this, this bullshit you giving me right now, clean pool, he needs to step up, and I don't want to hear that bullshit, okay? A, a third grader watching football can get, you know your team <laughs> like I know mine. You know, tell yeah. me what the fuck is going on. Tell, start with this. I don't, I don't give Fine. a shit about stats. Tell me, is Ben the issue? Like, I test. Like, what no. does your heart no. tell you? Ben is not the issue. Anyone saying is a fucking jackass. The fact of the matter is Ben Roethlisberger can still push the ball down the field. He still makes accurate throws. His ball placement's terrific. We have young receivers who aren't making plays down the field. Chase Claypool, for lack of a better term, is playing like a bitch. He's dropping easy balls. He was a second-round talent out of Notre Dame. We played great last year, but it's not getting it done. And then you have a shitty offensive line. And we have, unfortunately, we had a really terrible call on fourth and one at the Raiders 40 towards, I think, six minutes left in the game. Bad coaching, too. So, like, we need – Ben is not the issue. Coaching is not the issue. The defense sucked. We had a lot of injuries. But, moreover, the problem right now is offensive line and wide receiver play of Chase Claypool. They both need to get together because that shit was embarrassing. There's no reason why the Steelers should ever lose to the fucking Raiders, especially after a night in which the Raiders came off a short week versus the Ravens in overtime. It's just – it was such an embarrassing performance. It was just disgusting. No, Ben Roethlisberger is definitely not the fucking issue. Okay. Now, the Raiders are 2-0. They sure I, I mean, you know, 
I mean, you know, you're trying to say the Raiders aren't legit. You're trying to say the Raiders aren't uh, that bona fide. You mean, I, uh, that's a good segue because I do think they're bona front. Um, I don't know if we want to segue into that, but I do not believe the Raiders – yeah, I, I don't believe the Raiders are at a sustainable level of play where they can keep this up throughout the year. You know, they got pressure on Ben, but a lot of people are getting pressure on Ben. <clears throat> you know, the Raiders – it's not really saying much. The, the, the Raiders, to be honest, it took almost a miracle for them to beat Baltimore. You know, they've had a hot 2-0 start, but we've seen a long enough track record from Derek Carr over the years to know that he is a solid, albeit not spectacular quarterback. And the first two weeks he's played spectacular for them to win narrow games. I don't see that playing out throughout the whole rest of the season. They have a banged-up offensive line. They've lost a few members um, of it since last year. But they're just I cannot see them keeping this little play on offensive defense throughout the year. I think both the Raiders are bone front. And it, that's why I'm disgusted by the Steelers loss. Man, you, you don't think that? I mean, I got to go No, 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 no. You ain't about to do that to the black hole. No, you're not. <laughs> They didn't play. They didn't. They didn't play the 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 Detroit Lions week one. They didn't play. I don't know who else is at the bottom of the damn barrel. No, no. They played two teams in the NFC from the AFC North that are in Super Bowl contention, and mm. they won. Mm. You cannot come on this show. Not TMZ yes, to yeah, say, oh, they're on the front. They barely won week one. It's the fucking Ravens. It's supposed Bruh. to be close if you're able to beat them. That's not a boo-boo team. Mm. And against your team, if they're able to beat you, from what I heard, J.J. Watt didn't even play the whole second half. That's significant. Now, one, Out one of drive. all yes. the shit you said, what, I did not hear that That's part of the reason. That's, a part I, I, that's of what the I'm waiting on. I'm like, yeah, if if Khalil Mack goes out for us, oh, man, I, I know our pass was about to take a hit. We ain't never getting to the it quarterback. The so, I mean. The defense was but, asked. But that's why but the that's Raiders are bona front though, too. But, but that, that, but that doesn't make player. them. That you cannot you cannot make them bona front and say they barely won week one. Man, they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Did you see the Ravens game against KC? The same. Yes. Mm. Oh I, come I on, bro. So here, this is why mm. I don't believe that the Raiders are mm. this good. Frank, <sighs> you just answered the part of the equation yourself. Are the Raiders bona fide? The Raiders beat the Ravens, who we just saw beat the Chiefs. Do we think? Do we think that? The Raiders are now as good as the Ravens and the Chiefs. And that, do, do you believe that is going to be the case throughout the year? Because I, I would remind thing. you, <laughs> one thing I learned the idea about of bona fide, hold on, hold on. The idea of bona fide and bona front is to suggest whether or not something is legitimate or not going forward. It's not descriptive. It's predictive, right? Here's, so here's one thing think, I learned. I'm asking you, do you think the Raiders are you. going to be a bona fide team? I'm about to ask you. I'm about to answer you. Yes, the Raiders are a competitive team. What I've learned about football is, what I've learned about football is, you don't Preach. count a competitive team out. You don't Preach. sit here and say that, oh, they're going up against Kansas City, Kansas City's, Kansas City's going to get them. No, that's a division rival. Okay? 
they, they, they lose sleep to try to beat them. So any given Sunday, what I do know is they are competitive. They went week one. They pulled out a win against the Ravens. You know, yes, the Ravens have injuries in the, in the backfield, but those injuries didn't stop the Ravens week two <laughs> against Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so when I look, that's, that's why I love when T says, hey, guys, we need to, do, we need to wait four weeks to do the power rankings. Because we need to yes, see sir. more football. We need to see what these what these teams transform into. Because it's all about matchups, bro. So I, I, I refuse to to, to 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 just let you get away with all oh, the Ravens are bought front. No, the Ravens are competitive. They're no, no, the teams you don't want to mess Raiders. around with. Raiders. That's why I said the Raiders. The oh, Raiders right. are competitive. Like Ravens. I know it came out. I'm sorry. I know it came out like that. But I meant to say but Raiders. They are competitive, man. It's a team you and, don't want to take for granted, and they will get you. And K-Star, two weeks in, there's only seven undefeated teams. Two weeks in, that's true. there's only seven. And the Raiders are one. That's true. And none of our teams are there. Yeah. Just saying. They, they sure are. Means a lot. All, all, what I'm saying, all what I'm saying is that I do not think this is the Raiders are built to be a playoff team this season, whereas I think the Ravens, whereas I think the Steelers are, are within that build. But we'll see. But here, yeah, here's, here, here's the problem. Here, here's the problem. Homerism aside, there's zero logic to that statement. Because the team that you're saying are not built to be a playoff team just beat the two teams that you said are. Just beat them both. They sure did. And one of the, the teams they beat without the best players. Just, beat the, the, just beat a preseason Super Bowl contender. Chiefs, right? Chiefs are going to Super Bowl every year, right? I mean, that's pretty much... That's pretty much what everybody says, and the Ravens just beat them, and the Raiders beat the Ravens. I mean, I know we can't do the law of substitution in football, right, because it's all about matchups and stuff, but it does matter. It does matter. And so I'm just just saying, you know, as as I'm going to, you know, I think Train really said it perfectly. On this show, we're not going to do hyperbole. Like, our shit here is real, and I know you love your team, and I respect your love for your team, but let's keep it real, man. You can't down the Raiders yet. Now, if they, you know, it, it was it, no because they haven't shown you anything yet. Like when we were arguing years ago about the Chiefs when Alex Smith was their quarterback and they were nine and zero. I think it was Alex Smith. They were nine and zero, and you were like, they yeah, suck. Now later like on, yeah. later on, they hit the wall. But at that moment, they were nine and zero. They were undefeated, and so we've got to go on. The, what has happened and right now the Raiders are legit I would say you know I think train saying competitive is kind um I would go stronger and say keep <laughs> this is going to be a team to reckon with down the stretch I think Derek Carr and I've watched all the pundits now I'm going to be real I I have Derek Carr in fantasy I have Ryan Tannehill okay two weeks in a row I started Tannehill Okay, this week I'm starting Derek Carr because Derek Carr showing me something. So, you know, now obviously fantasy is a little bit different than, you know, but all I'm saying is we, we have to be real with our analysis. And as much as it may hurt you, the reality is if a team beats you, you can't say your team is bona fide and that other team is bona front. You got to come with it. You, gotta yeah, like, okay. you know, I hate that yes, motherfucking team, but right now they bona fide. <laughs> Now, later on, hey man, you know, they were. You can come to- sure, sure. As of as of week two, I don't think it will be. That'll be the case. Or later in the season, we'll see. 
And that's fair. You know, and if, okay. if, so that also if, factors into it. <laughs> if you don't, I get it. But just pay attention to who their next opponent is week three. You know what I'm saying? They are 2-0. They're Raiders? going up against the 1-1 one one Dolphins without their starting mm. quarterback. So about just understand what is about to happen. <laughs> They're about three. to go to three and up. But and, <laughs> yeah. and, and let's, let's, let's also take a step back, too. We always talk about eyeball tests, looking at a team. It was, I think, too, you said we ain't really talking about stats. You're right. Look at how they play. Derek Carr has been a solid quarterback since he's been in the league. He just didn't have the yes. pieces around him. Now he's got the pieces around him. And and you're seeing you're seeing that level of confidence grow even more. You've got a, a, a got all pro tight end in, in Waller. You've got hopefully Jacobs will be back, but he's a stud when he's healthy. He's got rugs. If if he can hold on to the ball and run and run Chris routes, that's another one right there. You got Renfro. He's got weapons now that he can start to really rely on. So when you watch that team play on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, even special teams was kicking in a little bit. Now, now to your point, K-Star, we've seen fast starts from the Raiders in recent years, last two, three, four years. I, I, I'll give you that. But the eyeball test to me is telling me that this is a different team than, than prior years. Something tells me the momentum that they've established right now is something that they can build on and carry on. So this is going to be a team to really keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. JB, you, you, you guys are you guys are on fire. I mean, um, um, and 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 I respect K Star your prediction that they will falter. I'm not sure where that's coming from. Um, well, it's like that, past, it, it, like JB said, it has to do with past years and knowing Derek Carr the player. I don't think he just has not played this good before, right? And he's been in the league for I think eight years, and so it would surprise me if he turned he took his game to another level. It's possible. That, just, that, state, that statement you just made is, is not true. Derek Carr well, was, 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 true. Up for, or for, was up for MVP, MVP candidate. Yep. MVP candidate yeah. before his, he got injured like year, two weeks before yeah, the second year, two weeks before the playoffs or year, something like that. I remember. And then saying, since then, the last, the last six years, he's been trash. When I say trash, I mean very good. Keep going. This is so good. I got to get a beer. Y'all keep going. Yeah, he has not been a combination. A very, he has not been this good as a starter. You, you if he can't has put it been all this on. good of a starter, we would no, no, not it's not all in Derek. But let's be honest. Let's be honest about the play of the Raiders right now. They're playing really good, and it starts at the quarterback position. Derek Carr, since that year he flirted with MVP, has not played to this level of football. Do you guys agree with that statement? He's also got stripped of so much well, after on. that year, you, bro. Right, right. Like, do you, do you agree? So, so be fair to him. Assessment? You said Hold be on. fair to him, right? I'm asking a question. I'm asking yep. a question. Has he played to this level in the last six years? No, he hasn't. Okay, so so I, that's why I'm a little skeptical. That is why. Now, if you can keep it going, that's amazing. I hope he does. He's a good dude. He's a good guy. You know, he's got Henry Ruggs. Hopefully Henry Ruggs can take the leap for them. That's really what needs to happen, I think, for them to keep this up. Um, so, so here's the deal. I'm still skeptical. So here's the deal. You can, you can be skeptical, but per the eye test, even if he has not, even even though he has not played to to the same level as he did when he was up for MVP, or even what this season was, all of us watching Derek Carr play realize that you know what the dude can play quarterback. 
Dude can play. They need they the need to get yeah, pieces solid. around him. He's 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 light years away from how his brother played. We we always knew oh, yeah. that Gary Carter and, played. And and, 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 even, and his brother didn't any support whatsoever. And so yeah. we really don't even know if brother David would have played. And He's got the quarterback whisperer in John Gruden. I think John Gruden has finally got him over the hump. Just saying. You know, I actually hope so because I love Gruden. I think he's awesome. I think he's been a lot of shit lately. I actually hope I'm wrong because I do like the – I like John Gruden. I actually do like Derek Carr. Um, we'll see I don't give a up. fuck if you're right or wrong, to be honest people. with you. I have no horse in the race. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if he – honestly, I, it's, I don't care. You don't like Gruden? No, no, I like Gruden. I like a lot of coaches. I like okay. a lot of players. I like football, you know. But I, my, when it comes to what I hope for, I'm only hoping for my team to whoop everybody yeah. ass. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the same. That's hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What, what happened? Drew, Man, it cut your accent was there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I need, I need clarification. So, T, Drew Brees yeah. retired, and that was kind of your um, second tier team, I guess, to root for, at least care about. He was. Right, is that yeah, no longer the case because Brees retired? I, yeah. Yeah, Breeze is Breeze is gone. I love Sean Payton. You know, just like you know, we all we all like Mike Tomlin, right? We all like Tomlin. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah certain coaches you just kind of like. I like Sean Payton as a coach. Would love him in Dallas, and I will always like him as a coach. But I don't give a fuck about the Saints now. <laughs> Drew Breeze yeah. won okay. me two, yeah, won me two fantasy football championships, and <laughs> and I love what he did does for the city of New Orleans, like. And people yeah. don't know. I won't. I won't yeah. bore you guys. Be, because of what I do for a living, I'm privy to other things that I know that he's done that doesn't hit the news. People get the highlights. Yeah. But what that guy does with, his, I mean, he is selfless when it comes to, you know, helping the city of New Orleans on so many different levels. That's why when that whole scuttlebutt came out and people thought that, you know, he had, he had kind of misused his words and um, people were questioning. I'm like, okay, he fucked up and didn't say what he meant to say. That that motherfucker ain't racist. Yeah. Okay, let me just let me just tell you what shit that he's done. <laughs> they ain't got a man ain't got a racist bone in his body. Okay, that's all I know. But um, no, I, yeah. I got no, I got no, I got no other. No, I'm, I'm cow. I was ninety nine percent Cowboys, one percent Saints. Drew Brees retired. Now I'm a hundred percent Cowboys. That's that. Um, but to, to yeah, close this piece out. Yeah, no, 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 all good. I I I think this is something that. You know, what we're going to do is we hold each other accountable on this show, you know, and, I, and, and, and the shows we watch, you know, there are people like, you know, Stephen A or Skip, and they can just say anything they want, and usually they don't get held accountable. Now, lately, they've been, they've been you know, they've been getting on Stephen A more, which I love. I love because I'm about to get on him <laughs> on this show tonight. I'm about to get on him. He's got a thing, get at me, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about sending a video, but, you know, the problem is, you know, I sent the video in last time, and they you. did the – I, I did. I did the fir- first take, my take, whatever the fuck that was. And excuse me, y'all, if anyone's out there listening and offended by the language, then don't listen. Um, but, um, um, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just in, rare, in rare form tonight. You know, last week I got tired quick, but tonight I made sure I took my little old man nap, and I, I got all the energy in the world tonight. But I, I sent in the video a few years back. Still got it. I sent in two or three. I had, like, the, you know, the dress shirt, the tie, whatever, you know, nice professional, you know, articulate. I think, you know, when I put my mind to it, I'm pretty articulate. You know, 30, 45 seconds, boom, nothing, nothing, which is fine. There's a lot of competition. I get it. 
I sent in another one, and I put a mask on, and I said, just call me the unknown football fan for anybody that believes that um, Dak Prescott, not Ezekiel Elliott, is what makes the Dallas Cowboys tick, okay? That was my take, and I put a Halloween mask on and sent it in. They showed that. They showed that on first take, and then Stephen A. came out and said, the theatrics doesn't work, and, and they put me with three other people. He said, and there was, where was the take? It was all about the jokes. I'm sorry, I had a take. My take was, because <laughs> this was back when oh people God. were saying, who makes the Cowboys tick, Dak I remember this. or Zeke? And I said, Dak. I, I love Zeke. But it's Dak's team. Dak is what makes the Cowboys tick. I had a, I had a take. I did it humorously because when I did it seriously, it, it didn't get no attention. So the joke gets on TV so they can make fun of me and then try to say that there was no take. There was a take. So at that point, I lose all respect. Oh my God. Like, y'all, y'all bullshit. Y'all just bullshit. Okay. So now he's got this thing. Get at me. You know he's trying to you know do his thing. And well, I'm on. I'm on the Stephen A. topic. I might as well just stick with it for the moment. Um, you know he he he's doing his thing and he keeps coming on talking about you know uh, fans and athletes and super you know celebrities and da 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 da. And I will continue to say. When it comes to basketball, I highly respect his position. It's usually based on something that makes sense. He usually has a rationale behind it. It is clear that that's been the sport he's covered the most in the 25 years he's been doing this, and it shows. He says things. I don't always agree, but it's just, you know, difference between two football people or two sports people. When it comes to football, however, it's too much emotion. He name drops a lot. And there's not a lot of substance to it. Case in point, Keyshawn went at him about Derek Carr and how he thinks Derek Carr is elite, how he thinks that underneath the the next level of quarterbacks beyond Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, you know, that second level, Derek Carr's right there. And Stephen A. laughed at him and said it was ridiculous. Now, after two weeks, it's not funny anymore, right? After two weeks, as we just discussed, you, you, you can't – you can say like K-Star, I'm looking down the road and I think he's going to collapse. Fine. But to say that he hasn't done what he needs to do to win two against two Super Bowl contenders is ludicrous. Oh, and he that, definitely and, did. And, yeah. Right. And, and Stephen A. poo-pooed that. So the other thing that he poo-pooed was the Cowboys, right? So, you know, Keyshawn <laughs> – who I'm not always a fan of Keyshawn, you know, but but I re- I respect him. Guy's got a Super Bowl. Played for the Cowboys under Bill Parcells. Um, I met him once a long time ago, but it was brief. It wasn't like you know who I am. Just being in Bristol, you run into people. Come to ESPN. But um, he said that he would actually put the Cowboys at fifth as far as power ranking goes. He said I would put them at number five, and he explained it. And he said, look. They went into Tampa Bay against the reigning, defending Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady, the GOAT, on the night that they were unveiling their Super Bowl banner. So <laughs> all the emotions in the air and everything, and was a minute and a half away from winning that game. A little better clock management at the end, where you don't give Brady a chance, you win that game. Obviously, they learned from that because they go into Las Vegas, I mean, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, 
Now, we can admit that Los Angeles, Southern California is cowboy territory, okay? If you saw the game, it was number blue jerseys, okay? But it's still not your home turf. It's still a, a road game. You still got to get on a plane, go to the hotel. You're not in your routine where you get up out of your own bed from your own beautiful wife in the morning and go to work. You, you know, you still got that whole routine. And a game that most Cowboy fans over the last several years, particularly under Jason Garrett, the Cowboys would have lost this game. They would have lost it. That's the kind of game that breaks our heart time and time again. And yet, this week, the Cowboys found a way to win. They managed the clock a little bit better. I mean, that last 35 seconds was a little rough, but it worked out because Greg the Leg made the kick. But the point I'm making is, is you can't look at the Cowboys. It's kind of like looking at the Raiders and saying, uh, you know, they suck. They're 2-0 against two Super Bowl contenders. The Cowboys played a team that won the Super Bowl, almost beat them, and then played another uh, playoff-level team. Everybody's Jason, Jason, Justin Herbert this and Justin Herbert that. And beat them. Are they fifth power rank? Well, that's debatable. Maybe not. But you can't diminish what they've done. This son of a bitch, this idiot, this jokester talks about just wait. That's, those are his words. Just wait. What can go wrong will go wrong. So if someone gets injury, injured, he says, see, I'm sorry, don't injuries happen in football? Don't every team have injuries? But when it happens to the Cowboys, it's just wait. See, I told you. You know, players get suspended. Don't a lot of teams go through player suspensions? That's why they, they don't have them just for Dallas. A lot of teams get suspended for missing drug tests or failing or whatever the case may be. And he uses those things to say, see? And it's not the same team year after year. The, all of that bullshit he be talking is just bullshit for TV. And it drives me crazy because it's bullshit for TV. There's no analysis. There's no football acumen. There's no understanding of the game, even, as, even on a fan level. Fuck, you didn't play and you didn't coach? Cool, I'm all right with that. We got four guys here that never played pro football, didn't coach pro football. And we do great talking football. So talk to me like a fan and get off this bullshit about, oh, you know, you just wait. They're going to collapse. You know. and, then, and then he says, but they're going to win a division. <laughs> They're going to win the division, and they're going to go to playoffs. But then they're going to collapse. So it, it just, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. It drives me crazy. And I wish I could go on first take. I wish I could go on somewhere where there was neutral ground where they wouldn't just, like, mute me or, you know what I mean? Like, they would allow me to be me and, and take him to task because I would, I would school him. On this particular topic, I would educate this man that he has no idea what he's talking about. And, you know, if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys um, and LeBron James, um, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith would probably not have a job. That's the truth. They probably wouldn't have a job. Because if you look at everything they talk about throughout the year, it's LeBron James, it's, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Skip, you can throw in Tom Brady, too. You take those topics off the table, they're unemployed. You go to Walmart, they're right there greeting you. Hi. Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> what are you looking for? Let me direct you to the right aisle. You got a great voice. You should be on TV. Ah, yeah. Maybe in another life, but I really like my Walmart job. <laughs> All right. I- I'm done. I'm done. Stephen A has got enough of our time. <clears throat> I'm done. 
Um, let's let's move on to unless you guys had anything you want to add. You, know, you guys usually at this point are pretty tired of hearing me talk about it, so we usually move on. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Oh, yeah. um, other than that, other than them idiots talking about starting Nick Foles over. Uh, let's Justin go Fields. there next. Yes, sir. Oh my God. Let's I... go there since we're on this topic of some bullshit analysis. Train. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna. I'm, I got my beer. I got my my. What am I? I got Yingling, and I got a Coors Light. I went got two, yeah, so I'm gonna have to get up again. I got Yingling and I got Coors Light. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and drink my nice, cool, refreshing drink. That's a quote, Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction. Would you mind if I had some of your cool, refreshing drink? I'm gonna have a little <laughs> bit of my beer, and I'm gonna let Train talk about fields or foals. Train, it's on you, bro. It, what's the worst is what's the worst thing about hearing that is that it comes from ex play it comes from 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 ex pro play, pro players. It, it was it was it was really Michael Irvin's fault and and thank God there was you know Ryan Clark was there and was like hey uh, yeah something's wrong with both of y'all yeah it, it doesn't make sense Nick Foles is not even active for the game <laughs> the emergency quarterback. <laughs> it's David Montgomery out the Wildcat. That's, <laughs> that's our emergency quarterback going into games. Nick Foles isn't even active. So why the hell, when Dalton goes down, we would now make him the starter? Did you did you did you see him play last year under Matt Nagy? And I I I I, I preface that under Matt Nagy because please understand. He may do better under somebody else, but under Matt Nagy, no, no. Nagy um, had his starting quarterback go down and didn't know how to adjust his playbook for his backup, which has completely different talents. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but to tell me week week three <laughs> against the Cleveland Browns, we're not trying to lose this season, and that's the part that kind of annoys me when I hear people talk. Yeah, let the rookie start. The Bears aren't there. They're not trying to get to a Super Bowl. They're not trying to, you know, no one cares about them. I'm like, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen, I want the rookie to play too, but that doesn't mean I want to lose. It just means I think he's the, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best quarterback right now. It's not that we want to lose. And I think we can win in spite of, in spite of him learning as a rookie. But please do not tell me Nick Foles. Is supposed to be our starter because he's a veteran. Shit, if that's the case, uh, Trevor Lawrence shouldn't be starting. They should have kept Garner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson shouldn't be started. They probably should have traded for Nick Foles. Um, let's see, uh, and um, Cam Newton would still have a job and be the starter. For, so let's let's not let's not go there. It's like. When it when it comes, cause Agnaghi has put out this facade that 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 Justin Fields needs to be protected. Well, motherfucker, fix the offensive line. <laughs> That's how you protect them. Hey, 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 you don't hey, protect them by sitting them on the sideline. Hey, train. He's not ready yeah. yet. Well, ain't that your motherfucking job? <laughs> Didn't you move up in the draft to get him, and he ain't ready yet? Well, make him ready. I mean, what what is? I, let me just say this, and I'll give it back to Trent. What annoys the fuck out of me is that they expect to 
put these quarterbacks in, and then they're never going to make a mistake. They're not going to have growing pains. They're not going to struggle. That's part of the process. The more that you can see their flaws, then they can be addressed and you can adjust. Like, what is the – what? It makes no sense if you make the choice to bring them in. Now, there were teams like Green Bay, right, that brought in Aaron Rodgers and still had a Hall of Famer. Fine. We've seen that in the league at different times, and you still got a Hall of Famer there, and you're like, I want him to learn for a year or two, and that's the plan. Fine. We understand that. But if you got shit at quarterback, and you got a retread in Andy Dalton, right, who played eh, for Dallas last year, he played enough to continue to be a quarterback. I don't know about a starter, but he played enough to stay in the league. But, you know, there were games that he just – we could have won that he just didn't deliver, period. Let's just call it like it is. If you got Andy Dalton, who never won a playoff game, who was okay in Cincinnati, he was never a superstar, right? And then you go get this guy who we saw tear it up in college. What is the problem? If he ain't ready, that's your problem. You don't keep him on the sideline. You sit down with your coaching staff, and you make him ready. That's it. Go ahead, Trey. Thank you. Uh, that that sidebar was necessary. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it, it doesn't make sense. And to say, you know, it, it, what I want to is continue from you making a statement is it's your job to get him ready, which means that, regardless of you having Andy Dalton take all the snaps with the ones. Sure, if that's, your, that's what you want to do, go ahead. But on game day, Justin Fields is an active backup quarterback. It's your job to have him ready in case Andy Dalton goes down. No different than if Allen Robinson goes down, David Montgomery goes down, Khalil Mack goes down, next man up means – that guy should be ready. Will he be as talented? Will he produce the same results? We don't know. Will he make mistakes? Absolutely. But you're supposed to have him ready, and you are supposed to be ready. <laughs> it just fucking just looked like Matt Nagy wasn't ready. It looked, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was glad to see Justin Fields in there, but man, it looked clunky. It really looked clunky, and. One catch would have would have just put a put a star on his stats, and that was a drop from Allen Robinson. But it was annoying to see him just drop back in a in a pocket. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Don't he got wheels? What? This is not Andy Dalton. Why is he just dropping him back in the pocket? You're not moving the pocket. Play action. No 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 read. No read option. No man. What the hell is Nagy doing? The train. I, I kind of – let me jump in real quick with this one. I think that's really where the focus should have been from the get-go because you're talking about a coach who is the quote-unquote quarterback whisperer. What did he do with Trubisky? Didn't use him to his strengths. That's yeah. why he struggled so mightily because when Trubisky was doing well is when he was moving out of the pocket, when he was bootlegging to the right, when he was doing play-action pass, when he was getting – when the pocket was moving, that's when Trubisky was at his best. But instead, he wanted him to be a drop back and start slaying it, and that's not him. I can tell that's not him, and I didn't watch the 13 starts he had in North Carolina. I didn't know that's not him. I can tell that's not him. So fast forward now, and you've got Justin Fields, and the depth chart alone should have squashed everything because the depth yeah. chart said 
It said uh, Andy Dalton was one. It said Fields was two. It said Foles was three. That the end of discussion. There's really nothing else to talk about because if it was the other way around, it should have been Dalton number one, Foles two, and then Fields have been three. Now, if if Dalton goes down, Foles is the next one up. But that's not how the depth chart is. Fields is number two. So why to talk about Foles? Whether he's active or inactive doesn't matter. He's number three. He's not the next one up. Fields is. So all of that goes back to the coach. And and like I said, Trubisky was there, didn't use him right. You said Fields was in, it looked clunky. He's got to go back. And these coaches, when they get these prized players out of college as rookies, they have to figure out what works best for them so they can be comfortable and then build their suite of, of skill sets from there. You don't you don't take what you think works for the player and give it to him. You got to go to the player and find out what works for him and then use that as a centerpiece to create your game plan. This is why coach that has done that yeah. has done, has had success. And, and, and this is why I'm like, this is why everybody is clamoring for Matt Nagy to give up the play calling and give it to Bill Lazor. Because when they gave it to Bill Lazor last season, I was like, Oh shit. Hey, Mitch can play quarterback. If you kind of, uh, tweak some things. And for Mitch to get in a press conference after, like, the first game, the first, after, after he came back his first game and ended up winning and say, yeah, you know, I've kind of been asking for this stuff, you know, that we're doing now. And I'm just like, really? You've been asking for that? And the head coach who wants to call the plays has just been like, nah, we're going to do it this way? And then when you look at the Kansas City game, Ravens-Kansas City game, and you see, like, everything was designed to what? Lamar can do best. <laughs> Everything. Right. Right. <laughs> like no deviation. Right. <laughs> Lamar, what do you what would you like? Saw what Jackson strength saw and played to his strength. Oh God. I mean it's not rocket it, science. It, 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 well, I was just about to say the same thing. It, it really <laughs> isn't. It's not rocket science. It really isn't. You find out what works best for that player so you can get him comfortable at the NFL level. You, you gotta get already him comfortable know. at the NFL level. You should already know. You drafted him. You should know. This should have been. This should, you know, and I'm, I'm. I'm not disagreeing with you, Jay. I'm saying. I'm taking what you're saying and elevating and saying they should already know. You've gone through an entire yeah. off season. You've gone through. You know, training camp. You should already have a game. So what happened? Like you, Train said it. It was clunky. It shouldn't be clunky. You should already have. 15 or so plays set up in case he's got to come in. You should already have a package ready to go in case he's got to come in. He's your first-round draft pick. He's the heir apparent. He's the future. We're just debating on whether the future should be now or later. We're saying now. Nagy's saying, I don't know, because that's what he, when he was interviewed, I don't know. Then he had to come back after it. Well, I don't want, we haven't dealt with that yet. And somebody must have got to him and said, you know, you sounded pretty stupid out there. Oh, okay, well, go ahead and clarify it. Oh, so if Dalton is healthy, he will start. Well, great. Do you think people ask the question because they they want it, Dar- Dalton? The question <laughs> is asked because it is it is it is Justin Fields' time, and everybody knows it except Matt Nagy. It's time, and I don't want to hear this bullshit about if you go to Justin Fields and it doesn't work, you can't go back. Who said? If you give him a game two or three and he's struggling and you're not making the progress that you think, you damn sure can go back to your veteran backup because that's really what he's there for, insurance. He's not there to take your team to the playoffs. He's there for insurance. We had him last year. 
What was he? Insurance. What should he be for the Bears? Insurance. If Fields gets hurt, if Fields can't get it together and just it doesn't feel like it's coming together after a couple of games, hey, you sit him down. He's a, this is pros. This is the pros. And his NFL is not for long if you can't get it done. So I don't want to hear this bullshit. Well, you can't take it. And you, No, yes, you can. You absolutely can sit him down and say, look, we're going to give you the starting job. We believe in you. But I just want you to know that we're going to be reevaluating. And the main goal is for this team to win. That's our goal. You a part of that process? We good. If you're not and we can't seem to fix the problem, we're going to have to reevaluate down the road. Just letting you know. Put it out there. And if he needs to work with a shadow, uh, someone looking over his shoulder, so what? This is pro football. Stop babying these people. This ain't college. This ain't high school. This is the way it is. He did a great interview where he said, I was made for this. Okay, cool. Here you go. We just gave you the keys to the kingdom. What you going to do with it now? What you going to do with it? Exactly. exactly. And, and Matt Nagy has got to get out of his own way. If the play, like you train said, I've heard this too, you know, play calling, hey, man, you know, give it up. Jason Garrett did it. Jason Garrett was an offensive coordinator, was a former quarterback in this league. But guess what? He realized that the play calling was stale. He realized that, you know, um, there was so much else to do as a head coach that he needed his attention on other things. And Kellen Moore came in. Now they're talking about Kellen Moore being a head coach by next year. They're talking about Kellen Moore being the heir apparent, the next Sean McVay. Okay? So Nagy got to wake up and be like, hey, man, if this is what is best for the team, fuck your damn ego. Do what's it, best it's, for the team. It's utterly ridiculous when, you're, when your head coaches, when, when plays happen on the field, right, and the media is asking him, like, hey, what do you what do you think happened on the, on this play with the uh, with the defense? Oh, I I didn't see it. Nah, bitch, cause you all on the sideline trying to think of the next play to run on offense. But exactly. Coach, that doesn't make I sense. Yeah. Bunch of garbage. Got I didn't see it. Are you serious? Where's, wait a minute. Where's K Star? K Star, are you there? Oh, I'm yeah. right here. Yeah, listen. Oh, you ain't said shit. You hear me? <laughs> oh, I can hear you. I'm just saying. What are you going like, on, man? This is like, I'm about Matt. Like this, this is the nation of domination talking, man. We trying to get, we trying to get you <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got any thoughts on all this? What would you do? <laughs> that was good, on huh, JP? What, what would you do? You play, him. <laughs> you play, you play, man. I mean, it's not even a question. It's silly. It's weird. Like, think about, you know. I mean, this is going Wait a what did you say, K-Star? Bit. I didn't hear you. What would you do? So you fucking play fucking Justin Fields. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Sorry about that. It's exactly. I mean, this goes back some time, but if you were to uh, take that approach and always play the veteran, you know, you're just going to miss out on these goat rookie seasons at quarterback. You're going to miss out when Ben Roethlisberger goes 13-1 his rookie year. You're going to miss out on the Justin Herbert season. 
You know, you're going to miss out on Cam Newton rookie season and so on. The list goes on and on and on. And, yeah, I mean, you guys already said it about game plans, right? Like, you tailor the game plan to the specific traits of the quarterback that you drafted for which you had scouts to already identify those traits so they can incorporate into your game plan. Like, it's just, it's just silly that the same conversation happens every year where coaches are too stubborn and too conservative to adjust their rigid game plan to the player in which they should have already game planned and made their whole game plan tailored for, right? The rookie, not the veteran, because the rookie is the, the foundation of, and the future of the franchise. Like, it's so stupid. It's ass backwards. And that's why <clears throat> Bill Belichick has seven Super Bowls. That's why Pete Carroll has yeah. national championship and a Super Bowl, right? Because they have yeah. the cojones, the testicular fortitude to make those decisions. And Bill Belichick's done it more than once, right? Did it with a young Tom yeah. Brady, and he did it with uh, Mac Jones and said, uh, yeah, you are guy. Uh, Cam, you know, hit the bricks, son. We don't need you on yeah. our roster. I like it. Even even the veterans on the on the Bears are are clamoring for him. I mean, what what more do you want when when uh, Allen Robinson is speaking out, when Montgomery is speaking out, the lift he gives the defense too. When they see him out, they like, oh, he about to do something special. They all get animated and get hyped. And this isn't just word of mouth. This is coming from these veterans. And if they're looking for him to to lead the team, and they say, yeah, we can get behind him. Get behind him then. Give him the keys and, and let him let him pass, let him fail, but let him do something. Can't just ride the pine. Get him out there. Yep. We all agree. Let's see how long it takes. Um, regardless of the injury, obviously it could happen because of injury, but regardless of the injury, let's see what happens. So, good segment. Um, JB, you want to do uh, your spot? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do biggest win, biggest disappointment for this week. And um, we'll start with the biggest win. Uh, it's actually going to be a, a tie because I couldn't I couldn't break myself away from it. So biggest win actually goes to the Raiders uh, for them to go into Pittsburgh and pull out a victory. I think we all looked upon the Raiders as, okay, they won the first one. If they can do it the second time, that's for real because they've got an opponent. That is definitely like the prior one, a big-time opponent. And they went in there, and, and they, they won the game. It's not the Pittsburgh loss. They won that game. So uh, they get the uh, the co-biggest win. The second one, and this is not a homerism or anything. This is just legit. When you lose five of your starters and you're on the road and you're basically playing a team that everybody's saying that they're going to just wipe the whole field with you and still come out with a 2017 victory, yeah, poor clock management down the road, uh, down the uh, the final stretch of side. Them boys coming in and getting that win, that's big. That's a big one. And, and it validates, even though they lost against Tampa Bay, it validates the fact that this team eyeball test, like we've talked about earlier, yeah, this, this, is, this is legit. This is for real. So most disappointing loss. You can go several different ways. But I'm going to go with the very first one. The Giants gave that game away. They had the, the Washington football team dead to rights and just said, I don't want it, you take it. And, and Washington said, nope, I don't want it, you take it. So, well, hold on, hold my beer because I really don't want it. 
and they end up losing that game, which they definitely, definitely should have won. They were the better team overall playing that night, and they still couldn't get it done. So for me, that's my most disappointing because of the lack of discipline, the mental errors. Down the stretch, during the game itself, the drop by Slayton, I mean, there's so many, the, the penalties that wiped off points, there's so many different aspects of that game. The Giants should have won it, but they didn't. So they get the most disappointing loss of the week. Okay. What do you guys think? <sighs> Back in some history on this one, that one. I, I'll, I'll just jump in then. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I want to agree with my brother on the on the wins, um, Cowboys, uh, the Raiders, I, I'm going to respectfully say that the most the biggest win was the Ravens getting that monkey off their back to losing three games straight to the Chiefs, and not only the fact that they were able to get the win but how they did it and Lamar Jackson and the level that he's playing on and the fact that, you know, it's pretty well documented that, you know, he wanted to go for that fourth, fourth down and, and, you know, Harbaugh said, do it, go get us this win. And he went and got it. You know, he went and got it. And this crap about the teams have figured him out. Uh, I don't know about all that. Um, so, you know, with, with, with all of that, Teams have figured him out. He's playing a, a, a guy that's kind of been the standard for the last three years. And I know they were home, but still, I, 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 I just think even though it's one game, you know, there are just you – know, you look back on a season and there's just certain games that you can look back on and say, you know, this is a signature win, right? We talked about the Cowboys game against Tampa, and if the Cowboys – go and lay an egg, then what difference does that do? And they go and they, they, they continue to play at that same level for two weeks in a row. They saw what they can do against, you know, the Super Bowl champs in their stadium, and hopefully it propels them throughout the season. You know, the Ravens have not been able to, under Lamar Jackson, have not been able to beat Patrick Mahomes. They went and did it, and did it in sensational fashion. You know, took advantage of a fumble. And, you know, I mean, we even we even saw Patrick Mahomes do something that Patrick Mahomes just doesn't do. Number one, he doesn't throw interceptions in September. But then this guy doesn't make that kind of pass where he's going down and just flings it up in the air. And that just shows the frustration that he was probably going through. Like, you know, we might lose this motherfucking game. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, my God, these guys are playing, you know. So I, I will say the biggest win for me, is the Ravens, you know, I won't say upset, but beating beating Kansas City. I'm okay with the giant loss. Yeah, I saw the game, and I totally agree. And, uh, and I'm not surprised because I don't think they're a good team, and I don't think they're a well-coached team. So I'm not surprised. But, yeah, that was that was just a devastating loss. I'll say um, I'll, uh, as far as the biggest loss, uh, I would rather go in a different direction. I'm going to go Minnesota's loss to, to the Cardinals. I mean – 37-yard field goal into the game, dead to rights. You got them. Game's over. You're done. And uh, that miss hurt, uh, especially for a Minnesota team that is uh, truly trying to contend. And, you know, when you talk about when you talk about a possible bona front team, you know, you got to look at how close the Cardinals' wins were over 
uh, teams not at the same caliber as those of the, those that the Raiders played. You know, so. Um, but I think, yeah, the biggest disappointing loss would have to be for me would have to be Minnesota. Minnesota lost to the Cardinals. That that game was was Minnesota's to have. <laughs> Miss field goal. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Brutal. Okay, Star. Any thoughts? Um, I mean, for me, the biggest disappointment loss was the Saints losing, getting blown out by the Panthers. Mm. You know, you score seven points and lose by about twenty. Yeah, 19 points to Carolina after just beating Green Bay and had people thinking maybe you're a legitimate bona fide, I should say. And you get absolutely blown out. There was not a point in this game where the Saints were competitive. I mean, they just could not move the ball on offense or turn the ball over. You had the ghost of um, Jameis Winston pass, come and throw some interceptions. And it just was not a competitive ball game whatsoever. So I would say the Saints game was, the most, to me, the most disappointing. Um, it's just a big flop you know, after such a great week one win. I'll I'll throw on another one in just for consideration, but um, Seattle losing to Tennessee. Didn't see that one coming. Tennessee did not look good no. in the first game. And then uh, you expect Seattle to just, there's just a certain level of play. And, uh, you know, they made some mistakes down the stretch and cost them a game. So, um, so. And on top of that, when you actually see when you actually see the game itself play out, I mean, it was like, you know what? Yep, we're down double scores. We're not passing the ball. We're just going to give it to the guy that <laughs> who's carried us all this time. And <laughs> Derrick Henry's performance second half was just, oh, my God. Yeah, that, that was just amazing. And, oh, in case I didn't say it earlier, fuck you, K-Star. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying. Um, okay yeah okay good stuff Um, I wanted to touch on a couple other things before we do the pick six and roll up out of here Um, and I think you guys we just touched on it briefly and you know I I just you know we talked about the Saints and we talked about Jameis and you know I, I, I can go back and find the tape but I think I said it last week like okay it had a great game uh, five touchdowns, 148 yards. I want. I gotta see more. I, you know, maybe Sean Payton's got the, the secret sauce, but I gotta see more. And you know, after the, this loss where they did nothing, he threw, I believe, two two interceptions. I mean, he literally went back to the Jameis that we saw in uh, Tampa Bay. And um, you know, so I think I think the media is so quick. You know, all of that, um, even Drew Brees had to make a joke about it, about, oh, you know, I guess the, the Saints now got the quarterback they need that can actually throw the ball down the field, you know. And I know that hurt him to say that. And I know he made a joke out of it. But Damn. I'm sure in his heart, I'm sure it hurt. because That must have hurt. <laughs> oh, I know it did. Because, you know, there's a guy who has so many records in the NFL and never had an MVP, which is the most – but Peyton Manning got five. This guy never got one. It's just it's the most under underappreciated quarterback in the history of the NFL at that level, at that elite first ballot Hall of Fame superstar. I have records level Super Bowl champion and not one MVP. Stupid. But anyway, um, hey, Jamie, you know, Short man I, bias, I, I, bro. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I seriously think that. Uh, well, and 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 short quarterback bias because he's six feet as a quarterback, which is short for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm know. saying. That's what I think it yeah. is. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, just, it's just ridiculous. But I, I just think that this is, this is why I enjoy what we do because, you know, we, we always quote my favorite coach, Bill Parcells, who says they put away the anointing oils. You know, let's not put someone in the Hall of Fame after week one. You know, and let's, let's not put them in the Super Bowl after week one. Jameis Winston is a pro football player. He's going to have good games. He had good games in Tampa. But the point isn't to have one good game, two bad games, one good game. Two. The point is to have three good games, then have a struggle, you know. And we haven't seen that from him yet. And this shows. Okay, now, I'm not going to go the other direction and crucify him for having a bad game. All I'm saying is slow your roll. Slow your roll. Let's see what happens. Let's see if, you know, which Jameis Winston will, you know, the, the whole truth of consequences for all you old people out there listening. Will the real Jameis Winston please stand up, right? Um, <laughs> so we will see. But I just want to touch, and I don't know if anybody else had any comment. I don't know if I left anything else to say. It's really – Let's wait and see. No, no. That covers it. Um, And then the last thing, the last thing for me, and then I'll open it up. If you guys have anything, if not, we'll go to uh, trains pick six. Um, And I touched on it a a little earlier, but I just, you know, I, I think, I think Jay really, really, even though I may not, I may not have picked the Cowboys win as the biggest win of the week. It's still a significant win. It's still. It's still, especially as a Cowboy fan, as I said earlier in my soliloquy about Stephen A. and all that, this is the type of game that we've seen the Cowboys fall short time and time again. And the fact that they pulled out a win, the fact that they played at that level, coming off a a disappointing loss in a game that I know they went home thinking, damn, if we had done this or done that, or, you know, you don't leave Tom Brady, you don't leave Aaron Rodgers, you don't leave Patrick Mahomes. Hey, now we can say Lamar Jackson, right? You, there's certain quarterbacks you don't leave a minute and a half <laughs> on the clock um, and, and a field goal. Maybe a minute and a half and a touchdown, you might have a shot. But don't leave a minute and a half and all they need is three. You're going to lose. And unfortunately, last week, they had a shot of Brady standing on the sideline when the Cowboys made that field goal. And he had that look in his eye, and it's like, oh, Fuck, why can't he get food poisoning right now? Like, you, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> and that's what happened. This week, they did a little bit different, right? They managed it, although, again, that last 35 seconds was a bit suspect. But they did not give Justin Herbert another shot. They made sure. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not. He's not but he's a good quarterback. And, you know, in time, I think he's going to be a great quarterback. They weren't going to risk it. So, I, I just take offense to anybody that says the Cowboys are lucky. I just, I, I just you know, I, I take, you know, the, 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 the sack call that I agree it was a bad call. I don't think he was in the grasp. Unless there was a whistle blown and we just didn't hear the whistle before he threw it, if, if you could go back and look at NFL films and see that they blew the whistle to end the play before he threw the ball, if that happened, okay, then he's in the grasp. If you didn't blow the whistle, then I think that's a shitty call. But the week before, we had a pass interference call that didn't go our that we didn't get that could have saved the game for us against Stanford Bay. So I mean, these things even out in time. So you can't you can't say, well, you know, you know the refs gave the game. No, no, San Diego made a lot. I mean, uh, LA made a lot of mistakes, and the Cowboys were a little more disciplined. Didn't make quite the number of mistakes that the Chargers have made. But when I watched that game, 
I saw two teams that looked eerily like each other. And whoever idea it was to put Mika Parsons at defensive end, because you had no Randy Gregory, no Demarcus Lawrence, kudos, because you have a lot of good linebackers. So you still have Van Der Esch, you still have Jalen Smith, you know, and um, so to put him as a defensive end for the game, and I don't know who watched the game, but he was in that backfield. As my brother would say, he was in that ass like tissue. I'm, I'm stealing your JB. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a JB-ism. Yeah, two-ply. That's a JB-ism. And he was all in the backfield. You know, I think it was one sack, but he was all in that backfield. And let's give credit where another thing, let's give credit. This is why I don't like where they were just lucky. No, they got a guy named Joey Bosa who's a monster. He's as good as any defensive end in, in the league. Did he play? <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't mean that to be funny. I mean, how often did we hear his number call? So the, whatever Dallas did with, with Terrence Steele and then, you know, bringing tight ends over and chipping and all that, whatever their plan was, it neutralized. Bosa, you know he he did not he did not wreak havoc like we thought he might because um, Lyle Collins wasn't in the game, and so this is scheme, this is talent, this is a team that might be on their way to accomplishing some things this year. So I don't want to hear no more bullshit about uh, you know the Cowboys. Uh, they were they were lucky, you know that can you know, uh uh-uh. nah. First two games in, I like what I'm seeing. We'll see what happens down the road. Got the Eagles at home and our home opener on a Monday night. You know, Eagles had a disappointing loss in the game against San Francisco that they could have won. And so we'll see what happens. They beat the Eagles. Eagles looking pretty good. You know, Hurts is looking pretty good back there. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, I, again, I know I probably didn't leave much. JB, did you want to add anything? Well, no, the, you, you – um... You covered a lot. The one thing that I wanted to touch on, I'm glad that you picked it up because I had it has slipped my mind. But the job that Terrence Steele that, that he did specifically, when we talked about it on Saturday, we were um, we were thinking move Martin over to to, to tackle, yep. and um, and we were both like in steadfast agreement with it, no qualms whatsoever. Yep. Obviously, they know something that we don't because yep. whatever Terrence Steele ate for breakfast, eat it some more. As a matter of fact, eat, get, get it, eat it breakfast, noon, and, and, and night, whatever. Because if I remember correctly, there was zero pressures from Bosa. There was zero um, tackles for loss, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits. And it was when it was one-on-one with, with Steele. It wasn't chips or anything like that. It was one-on-one with him. So when you've got a tackle that can line up and, and put zeros on the board like that, yeah, that, that's one of those um, dirty words put on your, your helmet. You don't get the credit that you deserve. We're going to give you the credit that you deserve right here because that, that is stellar play. Give us more of it. But for, for that one game, that was definitely stellar play. But that's just my one piece I want to add in. Go ahead. And, and, and I'll, I'll jump back in and just say agreed, and uh, I was wrong. And if, Jay, if we agreed, then we were wrong. Um, Zach we Martin. Were, I was wrong, too. We were, yeah, because Zach Martin dominated the inside of that line, and that's one of the reasons you had 200 yards rushing. Zach Martin moved everybody out of there. I mean, Zach Martin did what Zach Martin's paid to do. Future Hall of Famer, arguably best guard in the game, might be the best offensive lineman in the game. I mean, if you watched what he did, he was massive. Just 
massive. I mean, Pollard gets 100. Zeke gets, you know, 70-plus. They both get a touchdown. You know, you, you throw in a couple of runs by CeeDee Lamb, and, you know, you got 200-plus rushing yards. A week before, you know, Zeke had 33. Pollard had, I don't even remember. They didn't even have, I think they had 80 as a team. Um, and Ken, and yeah. let me just, one other thing I, I have to I know you're already going. Go ahead. I'm you know where I'm going. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Yes, uh, yes. Um, look, we, we've lived this in Dallas for a number of years with, when we've had a star back and then the backup comes in and does better. We dealt with it with Marion Barber. We dealt with it with Demarcus Murray and Julius Jones and uh, Troy Hambrick. I can go back that far, you know, when Emmett was, mm-hmm. was aging and Troy Hambrick came in and had bursts and they were like, oh, he, shut up, okay, shut up. <laughs> There's a reason Zeke is making $90 million. When you have a change of pace, do you guys watch football or do you just play the little electronic football game and think you know the game? Because when you have a change of pace back, that's the whole point. Football is a game of rhythm, okay, and you, you learn the rhythm of the team. Zeke has a way that he's run. He's been a top back in this league for many years, even maybe not always statistically, but he's been the focus of defensive for years. They know how, kind of what he does and how he does, and Zeke is looking phenomenal, phenomenal. He's looking like the old Zeke. But the defenses are prepared, so he's going to – He's going to have a bit of a struggle. That's just part of – that's the way it is, okay? You bring in a – Pollard is a change of pace. He's a little slashier, might be a half a step faster, but he's quicker. He, he runs differently. And so, yes, he's going to have a little bit more success. We've seen this time and time again. That don't mean he's better. I guarantee you if you sat Zeke and gave Pollard 25 carries, you would not get this level of production. Not going to happen. We've been down this road. I've seen this movie. I know how it ends. So y'all shut up with this. I don't think Pollard should be the starter. No. This is working. (laughs) You got 200 yards rushing. Shut up. That means they did something right. Last week they barely had 100 and lost, and it was, oh, they didn't run the ball enough, and where's Zeke and blah, blah, blah. This week they got 200 yards rushing, and now it's, oh, well, you know, Pollard looks better than Zeke. I think he should be the starter. No, guys. No, watch some real football, okay, and learn how the game is played. Go ahead, JP. Yeah, and, and I 100% agree. Last week, Zeke had 11 carries for 33 yards, and everybody was getting on him. Nobody seems to understand that they were playing the defending Super Bowl champs. They had all 11 defensive starters coming back with a fearsome front seven. Zeke was not supposed to be the focal point for, for running the ball. He needed to be in there for pass blocking because they knew what was going on up front. It, it was plain as day understanding what the game plan was. They were a little too pass happy in my opinion, but I understand the reasoning behind it. Zeke actually had statistically not a good game, but he had, if you were to watch the game, he had a very good game. He just was needed in a different way that, folks aren't accustomed to seeing. So you fast forward now to week two, and it's a different defense, a different game plan, and now they can start to open things up a little bit more. And you start to see the Zeke of old coming back. So yes, sir. People got to understand game planning, and they got to understand defenses, and they got to understand the role of even if you are the, the bell cow, your role may not be 20, 25 carries a game. You may need to scheme your way 
to get in a victory, which means 10 or 15 carries, but I got to be in there and, and, and pick up blitzes and pick up blockers and, and things of that nature. So all this stuff about he's on decline, this and that, I don't want to hear it. I'm not, I'm not for that right now. There may be some truth to it, but I'm not seeing it just yet. I think having a two-headed monster, similar to what the Giants did back when they had Brandon Jacobs and, and Tiki Barber, that, that thunder and lightning um, duo that they had, I liken it a little bit to that, maybe not fully to that extent, but I think to help keep Zeke fresh and also, like you said, change the pace with Pollock, I think that's the way they need to go. It'll throw defenses off. It'll it'll expand the field out more, and it's more weapons that, that Dak has to play with. So everybody's calmed down with all this Zeke uh, negativity. He did what he had to do in game one, and he came out and looked like the Zeke of old in game two. My last comment. Dan Quinn, nice oh. fucking job. Nice yes, sir. job after two games. He did a nice job, but nice. I, job. I just want to say that. Um, I just want to say that. Uh, Tony Pollard can play, bro. He's bona fide for sure. I liked him a little bit last year, but I like that they're. You know, it's not bad if they have two backs that are good people. <laughs> you know, and, right. Uh, I, right. They're like it's not a it's not a problem. That's a that's an asset. Like you can have you can have this is you can have nice things, guys. Like you know you can have nice things. You get nice pieces. It's okay. It's all right. We can have nice things, hey, right? Hey, you know, for any for, for any cowboy historian, um, there was a back named Joe Dunbar, and it's very similar skill sets to Tony Pollard. Very similar, return kicks once in a while. The punt was kind of a scat back, caught passes, quick. And very productive until he got in trouble. And this is the guy that Stephen A. always talks about that, you know, was a, was shoplifting for some underwear and some cologne. I don't know the whole story, mm-hmm. and, you know, but that's his name. It's Joe Dunbar. Yeah, I'm putting it out there because I really don't care. Um, he's not in the league anymore. But it was the same kind of back, you know. It was the same. It was the same, you know, situation. So in case star says it very well, it's okay to have two productive running backs. But let's not put Zeke in the ground just yet. Zeke, listen, I've watched every snap that Zeke has played since he's been in the NFL and watched quite a few when he was at Ohio State, to be totally honest with you, because I thought he was – I thought he might come to Dallas. So that last season I was watching him. And the guys – right now he's looking as good as ever. He's looking as good as ever. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, Brown's got two nice running backs. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, good good reference right. to the Browns. Browns may have three now. Damn. Um, okay. But anyway, um, all right. Let's move on to Dr. Train. And let's do the pick six. All right. uh, before we go to Train, anybody, is there any other, anything else that we missed that anybody has a burning need to uh, talk about? If not, if not, Dr. Train, it's on you, bro. Cool. So I'm gonna finish this up, guys, because I gotta uh, get back to the to the real world. As much as I love love <clears throat> doing this, uh, on to the pick six. So results from the previous week. Uh, Little brother Jay came in at the top with four and two. Everyone else finished three and three. So cheers to you for winning week two. Overall, K Star is still in the lead at eight and four. Like the train at six and six. Jay at five and seven. Bringing up the rear at three and nine um, after disasters first week, but we have a long season. Hey, hey, hey. 
Hey, Trey. <laughs> hey, Trey. Hey, man, fuck you. Okay, guys. Hey, Trey, I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, K-Star, fuck you, too. Okay. <laughs> JB, you can get some. You want to jump in here, JB? You're my brother, and I love you. You can get some of this, too. I don't discriminate. Y'all can all get some. Your mama still is. Said, y'all can all kiss the baby. All y'all can kiss the baby. I ain't bullshitting. <laughs> oh, man. All right, on to the pick six. Um, I think I got some good ones this week, but um, all our teams are included again. So we'll we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I, I, I pick what I thought was relevant. So um, starting off uh, the week with the uh, – one and one, AFC, everyone in the AFC North is one and one. So we got the Bengals traveling to the Steelers. Uh, Steelers just come off a tough loss. T.J. Watt did not finish the game. Uh, Bengals just got um, Joe Burrow just got his welcome to the league by that vaunted Bears defense. Oh my God, that felt so great. <laughs> but uh, uh, I digress. Here we go. Um, is anybody taking the Bengals to? to get the Steelers uh, on this game. So everyone is all in on the Steelers. Bounce back. Yes, sir. K-Star, don't let us down, okay? Yes. All right, next week it's not going to be pretty. Don't let us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed, bro. Go, Wayne. Bye. So the Bears did win, you know, their game. It was it was, it was was huge. We needed it. We won and won. Didn't want to start off 0-2. Um Solid defensive play. They are traveling this week to the one and one Browns, um, who uh, just come off a win against the, uh, uh, Houston's team where Tyrod Taylor went down. There's no telling how that game would have ended had he not got hurt. Um, so let's go around the room for this one. Y'all know who I got, but let me hear who y'all got. Hey, Star, who you with? Uh, By the way, so hold on. It's confirmed. Debut. It's confirmed. I can, okay, yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted to confirm. Okay. Okay. Um. What 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 I miss? Fields nah, is starting. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, Fields is starting. Uh. You know what? I'm gonna go with Chicago. I'm gonna go with the upset because here's the thing. Cleveland. Brown noser. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a brown noser. All right, if I were a brown noser, I'll be picking the Browns. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Cleveland, there's not, there's not much. Can I be your friend, Trey? I'm gonna be Shut your the fuck friend. Up. Uh, whoever said that. Uh, there's not much tape. I think that was actually T. Son of a bitch. Uh, there's not much tape yet. Obviously, on Justin Fields and the pros. We know that Jarvis Landry is out for the Browns for some considerable yep. time. I'm not sure about OBJ's status, but I don't really think it matters. I, I, I like the Bears in surprise, uh, upset over the Browns for seven-point favorites. I like the Bears. All right. Uh, Jay, who are you with? You know, I'm actually going to go with the Bears, too, for similar reasons. Uh, not a lot of tape on the fields. Plus, um, Baker Mayfield's got an injured shoulder, even though it's a non-throwing shoulder. He said he heard it pop in and out. So, they don't know how effective he's going to be. Um, lack of weapons. I mean, if the Browns are going to carry this game, it's going to be by the running. But I'm going to go with the Bears. T, show you love. Man, sorry, Trey. 
I got a gain. I had I had zero and six weeks. If someone just zero and six first week, or someone someone just reminded me. So this will be one I can gain. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland at home. Uh, I I think Justin Fields is going to be a very solid quarterback and do great things for Chicago. But this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I think the Cleveland's just going to be a little bit too tough. So I'm going with Cleveland. Well, you guys know I got the Bears, uh, but I'll just simply give my take. And uh, I'm I'm not homering these pick six. This is just one game that I think uh, if I feel like my team truly has a chance of getting it, I think they have a chance. Of getting, it. I definitely homered week one, but this one here uh, definitely they got they got some injuries to their their top wide receiver over there over the Browns. I am concerned about the Browns defense, but I am hoping I am hoping for a better prepared uh, offensive scheme for uh, uh, for the rookie for for Justin Fields. I think uh, and uh, and I think my man, I think he'll respond. I really do. You know what I'm saying? The guy. The, the guy just takes it to another level each time. But um, I'm most excited about what the defense is going to do after what they did to the Bengals. I'm looking forward to next week's show of the Monsters of the Midway. Okay. Uh, third game on our plate. We got the one and one Washington football team led by your truly Taylor Heineke. Ugh, get in there, boy. <laughs> Traveling to the one-and-one <laughs> one Bills. Man, uh, so anybody taking the Washington football team on this one? I'm in there. You in there? All right. I'm in there, bro. I'm in all right, there. dirty draws and all. I see days. you, dog. Yeah, they're coming in <laughs> like three extra days of rest. Or, sorry, four. And you know what? My or, uh, Buffalo, though they dominated Miami, Josh Allen, through two games, has not played well. And when he hasn't played well in that game versus Steelers, it was because the Steelers just rushed four all game and had great pressure. Um, the football team can do that with that front four. And so I think that they have a pretty good chance of winning this game. I'm going to roll with them. Uh, I think that they pre- will create some havoc in this game, and maybe we'll see some uh, Josh Allen try to make some Superman plays, and uh, we get some interceptions maybe for a touchdown here. All right. All right, that's solid. This is a solid analysis. You know, there's always a chance. Uh, so next up, man, this is probably the game. This is probably the game I most I most want to see this week outside of my own. Uh, two and O Buccaneers going to the two and O Rams. This might be a tough one to pick for real. Uh, let's take this around the room. K Star. All right, hold on. You gonna give me a game? I didn't hear it. Two and O Bucks at the two and O Rams, man. What were you doing, man? Oh Brown shit! <laughs> yeah, bro, Brown doesn't. Actually, I was looking at Washington football team's defensive stats. That's what he does. Um, Brown knows something. <laughs> Brown knows you. Whoop that ass. Um, <laughs> That's all right. It's been a long season, bro. You go ahead and talk that shit. I get you. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, TB12. Old ass Ben Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with seeing the old ass quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm gonna go with old ass Brady. I like him with the Rams. Um, there's no real analysis needed. You know, these are two pretty good teams, but the Bucks are Super Bowl champions. If and there's more complete team with more commodity, uh, chemistry and commodities than the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. 
All right. Uh, T? Well, you, you know I'm not a big Matthew Stafford fan, and um, I, I, I probably never will be. And I, I can certainly adjust my position on his perf- current performances if he continues to play well. But I don't think he's going to beat the GOAT. Um, I think these are the games that, I, I, you know, I don't think the Bucks are going to go undefeated. That's not going to happen. But this, these are the games that Tom Brady dreams. This, this is what keeps him playing at 44. So I'm going, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Jay. Yeah, it's hard to go against TB12, but I'm going to. And I know I'm probably going to take it L for it, but the hell with it. I'm going to go with the Rams. There's uh, the the Bucks defense hasn't been as lights out as I expected. Uh, Falcons didn't show up for first game of the season. They kind of showed up, and it was a very close game until those two crazy wild pick sixes came back to blow the game open. But um, I haven't been all that impressed with the defense overall. Uh, in terms of yards allowed, points allowed uh, these first two weeks. So they, they've got their work cut out. Uh, so much so I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I'm going to hop on that train with you, little big brother Jay. I'm going to take these Rams also. I'm going to stem, and my assessment is just based off the Bucks week one. I know we in week three, but I'm still going to take the assessment from week one. Played them boys down to the wire. And it wasn't for that funk-ass ref who act like he can't take that fucking flag out of his pocket. They might be one and one and not two and oh. The Rams defense have one guy that I promise you can wreck a game. And I ain't seen him do it yet this season. And I I think this is the game that he's gearing up for. So I like Aaron Donald to please stand up and make Tom Brady sit down. So I I like the Rams on this. Uh this game, we got the one and one Packers, where you know Aaron Rodgers told everybody, "Don't worry about it. we won. We and we too now. I just need to I just need to get some cobwebs off. You know, put smack down on the lines." They're traveling all the way across the country. Two and oh Niners. Um, anybody taking the Niners to beat the Packers? Yeah, okay. I am. There you go. I knew he was going to speak up. State your case, son. Yeah, I like saying. <laughs> I like San Francisco. You guys remember, I mean, this is the team that came from four, actually. Uh, Mr. Nick Bosa, particularly. They gave Aaron Rodgers a ton of problems just two years ago in an NFC Championship game. You know, last year, I think we think of San Francisco a little bit differently because of what happened last year. Well, what happened last year was Nick Bosa was out. The front four was cleaned up. This year, they're healthy. They're going to send four of Aaron Rodgers, drop him back in coverage, make him make uh, good reads to get the ball out quickly, and Aaron likes to run around and make some plays and create. And you don't really get the opportunity to do that against San Francisco. So I think that um, the defense is going to lead the way for San Fran, and Nick Bosa is going to show up and reemerge and, and present himself as a uh, one of the best uh, pass rushers in the league and remind us of all that particular reason Sunday night. All right, would, would anybody else like like to ride Nick Bosa's boss? <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. Well, that, but I think I'm going to go with the Niners also. Um, All right. Packers, they looked like the Packers in the second half last night. But the six quarters prior, they haven't. And um, I think Detroit could have made that a, a, an even bigger game if they didn't continue to shoot themselves in the foot last night. Um, and the 49ers, they, they've had injuries, but they seem to just overcome those injuries. 
And um, yeah, I think I'm, I think they're gonna squeeze this one out. It's gonna be tight, but I think they got the. Uh, I think they can get the dub on this one. Okay. R E L A X. That's all I got to say. Normally, I don't like picking that 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 green and gold. I really don't. But um, I think I am gonna roll with the Packers this week, even though I still hope they lose. But a pick is a pick. Last yes, but not least. Bam! Game of the week! <laughs> <laughs> the one and one Eagles, who was one team week one and a different team week two, <laughs> traveled to face the one and one Cowboys at the ninth wonder of the world. <laughs> Jerry World. <laughs> so we know who they got, but we will hear their take. K Star, who do you have? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this one. They've just been playing too well through these first two weeks. I think they're more consistent team than Philadelphia. And it's gonna be a great game. But I'll go with the Cowboys. Man, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it real simple, man. Don't lose this fucking game. Come on, dog. Y'all have a better team. I just stop bullshitting. I'm sorry. Hey, I know what the Eagles did. We won. That was cute. That was cool, nah. But nah. Offense is on wheels. My, you drafted Micah Parsons. The defense is running around. Whether they making mistakes, it don't even matter. They just flying everywhere. Take the division. Own it. Number one team. This is NFL. the week to do it. Turnovers. Number one. This is the week to do it. Take it. Turnovers. Take it. Take it. So, anything the brothers would like to say about their team? JB, you first. Well, I think, K-Star, you hit it on the head. They're the more consistent team. And I'll take it a step further. They're the more talented team. And um, I think they've, they've got some serious momentum to build on from these first two games that they played. Played the Bucks tough, almost won, obviously winning against the Chargers on the road. And um, I like Jalen Hurts. But as a whole, we still really don't know who the Eagles are. They look good in, in the first week, look bad in the second week. Um, too inconsistent for me. Cowboys. You know, you you guys have you guys have really um, covered the things that I would say. So I don't know what to say, but I will say it anyway. <laughs> um, you know. This is the this is really the litmus test. This is the you know and play at that same level two weeks in a row and and we did. Now it's you know you it's your home opener against a division rival. This ain't the time to lay an egg. You know, uh Randy Gregory should be back. We're we're hoping that Amari Cooper's ribs are going to be good enough for him to play. He got a little rib injury. Uh, I, I I predict he will play. Um, you know, Dak is Dak is back, and you know the offensive line, like all of the things, like we have all the components that it takes to go in and win this game. And as Train said, come on now, this is a chance. This is the time to now raise your profile and be put yourself in the upper echelon of the NFL now, and to really to have people take you seriously and start to view you as a contender. 
you know, as, as bona fide and not bona front. You lose this game, and it's going to be like, well, there we go. That's the team that we knew. That's the team that we've seen for 25 years. You know, can't get out of their own way, can't get any momentum, you know, play well and then, and then lay an egg. You're clearly the better team. Let's just put that out there. You are the better team. On paper, you're the best team in this division, period. Now just go out there and play like it, and let's go get this win. And frankly, I don't care if it's 30 to 29 or 30 to 9. Just get the fucking win. That's it. Was that the last one, Dr. Train? That was the last one. Okay, great. Great. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up then, guys. Let's go around and do our uh, our uh, final thoughts, and we'll start with Dr. Train. Uh, on to week three, I get to see Justin Fields start. Uh, no matter what it is, no matter how, how the outcome turned out, man, I get to see the dude play and be the starter from start to finish. So we'll know we'll know something about what we have, something, if anything. Um, hope it comes out in a win. I definitely think they can pull it off. Uh, most importantly, um, I wish upon a star that maybe, you know, not, not get let go. But, uh, you know, that's just wish upon a star. <laughs> I do wish he would just honestly just let just release the play calling. I think it, you got hired as a head coach, and I believe you can actually be a head coach, but you got to get out of your own way to be a head coach. Matt Nagy did one thing I thought was cool the first year as a, as a Bears head coach, and he kept our team even keel no matter who we played. Nobody, no matter what their record was, we took no one for granted, and we went into every game and we played that way. Um, so I give him the credit for that. But um, you can't continue to do that if you're trying to do things that you're not good at. You brought in Bill Lazor for a reason. You saw what he did with Mitch. Let the man have the reins and just be the head coach of the team. Stop telling the press, yeah, I got to watch the tape on that. No, motherfucker, watch the game. <laughs> You're coaching the game. You're not coaching the tape. Damn. All right. Well said. K-Star, final thoughts. Yeah, man, just hope that Seahawks play well. I hope Deontay Johnson's there someday. He is absolutely you know, it's only been two games, but last year he did this for us too. He's emerging as a great replacement for AB in terms of being the alpha receiver for the Steelers. Uh, he got injured the last play of the game on Sunday, and we need him, frankly, <laughs> desperately. So I hope he plays, and I just really want the Steelers to have a great rebound game versus the Bengals. They're one-on-one. We're one-on-one. We really need this fucking win, especially the way we lost versus the Raiders. Also, of course, hope that T.J. Watt plays because I didn't discuss this earlier uh, enough, but the Steelers lost Devin Bush, Joe Hayden uh, before the game, and then they lost T.J. Watt, Stephon it in the second drive of the game. So I, I just want to goddamn a healthy Steelers roster for the week three and, and to give us a chance to win big. Cool. JB, my brother, final thoughts. Yeah, real quick, I got three off the bat. Um, continue to pay attention to a couple of 2-0 teams we haven't talked about. Broncos and the Panthers. They, they've quietly been uh, pretty solid these first two weeks. Um, is, it, is it fact or fiction? We'll find out. But um, continue to watch them. Secondly, make sure you all go on CBS Sports Line and, and put those picks in so we can continue to keep track. Um, 
of, of our results and everything. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, with, with the Cowboys and, and having injuries and suspensions, uh, we always talk about death. We always talk about next man up. And, and I hope that the next man up really relishes the opportunity because it's going to provide experience, it's going to provide depth because you never know what's going to happen in a game. So uh, the, the depth and experience that you can get while uh, the, the first tier is on the shelf, seize the moment. And, and here's an opportunity to seize the division, uh, to go up, be 2-1, and one, and have a um, – a, a victory against a division rival in your back pocket, it's a good way to be 2 and one So uh, hopefully get this thing done. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I don't have much to add. Uh, a good show. I like the energy. I like the, the you know, um, you know, I like the fact that all three of our teams could really go either way. You know, we can get a nice signature win and, and, and make a statement. You know, all three of our teams can get a win, go to two to one and really be relevant, or we could go to one and two and just be another team. So it's going to be interesting to see next week when we come on which direction that our teams go. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's really the only thing I have to say at this point. And, guys, we're already on week three. I'm trying to tell you it's going to go quickly. Before you know it, we're going to be at Thanksgiving, and then before you know it, we're going to be looking at the playoffs. So enjoy football while you got it. I made poor man's burnt ends. First time ever. Look it up. Google it. YouTube it. See what I made. That was my, fo- that was my football food. I don't know what I'm doing for Monday night, but I'll let you all know when we come back on Tuesday. So for Dr. Train, for JB, and for what's his name? Oh, yeah, K-Star. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the show. <laughs> We will be back Tuesday night, 9 p.m., same bat time, same bat channel. And, hey, it's football season. All fews are settled on the field. Good night, everybody.